Well, good evening. It's 9.06 at WPTF Radio. Tom Kearney here, the Tom Kearney Show. Uh, this is the Friday night edition, the Friday night trivia edition. We are here every night, by the way, throughout the week, Monday through Friday, with a, uh, an hour of uh, live radio time and, and real-time radio, and we try to bring you things that uh, edify and entertain you. And, uh, and if we make it to Friday night, as we have, we celebrate. We're glad that we've made it through another week, and we look forward to uh, a weekend, uh, and we should have a pretty nice weekend this weekend. It probably isn't going to be rainy tomorrow and uh, and Sunday. So we invite you to join us tonight for our trivia. It's kind of a contest, although no prizes, and we are mostly just competing against each other in a very general way. I'll give you the tone, phone number that you'll call, which is 919, our area code, 860-9783, and then we'll present you with some questions, and you can dial up, and Brittany, our producer, will put you in line, and we'll talk to you, and we'll, we'll uh, have some fun doing it. Uh, there's only one rule when we play trivia on the Tom Kearney Show, and that is you cannot cheat, and cheating amounts to looking it up. You have to be carrying a, the answer around in, in your head. You have to know it already. So no using of any kind of handheld devices, any of those modern things. You can't use your PC or your Mac, and you can't even use one of those older kinds of uh, reference. The, the almanac or the book that you pull out of the shelves or off the wall. There is one way that you can get some help, and that is uh, through uh, the, the communication from another human being. So if somebody's in the car with you or helping you wash the dishes or sitting on the couch or whatever, they can whisper in your ear what the correct answer is. But that's the only acceptable, honorable way that you can get an answer other than out of your own brain. 919-860-9783. And don't be bashful. Do, do as my Baptist friends say. Don't hide out in the cloakroom in the back, but come on down to the front of the church and testify. And the way you do that is calling 919-860-9783. If you have letters on your telephone, 9783 works out to be WPTF. And as I say, don't be bashful. The last couple of weeks when we've done done our trivia show, we've uh, won, and it's a potpourri kind of trivia tonight. It's not presidential trivia or historical trivia or TV trivia or anything. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, pulling things out of the air. So there will be something for everybody. We may do some geographic thing or some literary thing or some scientific thing, but you may not particularly care for those. But there should be something in here somewhere for everybody. 919-860-9783. And over the last couple of weeks, we've sort of covered the the states of the United States and ask you the, the capitals of the states, uh, such as North Carolina, the answer is Raleigh. Uh, Arkansas would be Little Rock. Uh, Texas would be Austin. But we're going to just cross the border over north of the United States tonight and do Canadian capitals. It's a kind of a tribute to Jeopardy, because we always used to say, because Alex Trebek was from Canada, if you had a geographical question on Jeopardy, and you did not know the answer, a good guess would always be Canada, because I think one of the things he he influenced the producers of the program to do was, since the program is in fact carried in Canada too, was carried in Canada while he was the host of it, to include some questions about the history and geography and so on of Canada. So we're going to have, what is the capital of British Columbia? What is the capital of uh, Alberta? What is the capital of Saskatchewan. We'll do three at a time, and those, in fact, I think are stacked. I don't have a map in front of me. I'm doing this off the top of my head, but the three 
in, in the western part of uh, uh, Canada. So if you know those, uh, you can dial us up at 860-9783-860-WPTF. Continuing another piece of trivia that we had, we asked you, I think last week, that uh, to tell us the eight presidents that had died in office. The eight presidents that had died in office. In fact, we split it to the eight who were uh, assassinated, uh, the four who were assassinated, exactly half, and four who died in office, but of natural causes. What I want you to tell me tonight is, and if you don't know all of these, that's okay. We have learned that we can build answers and get more people involved. And that is, if you know two of them, tell us the two you know, and somebody else may know the other two. But what we want to know tonight is who were the vice presidents who took over for the various presidents who died. There will be, as you would imagine, eight of those two. There will be eight for the presidents who died of natural causes, four for the presidents who died of natural causes. I've got to slow down here and four for the presidents who died of assassination. So what we've got in, in our history is eight men who became president because they were the vice president, and the president died either of natural causes or of unnatural causes, and they became president. I want to know who those men were, and some of them are fairly obvious. So that's a second question. And you can, you can, you can choose one question, uh, either the Canadian province, provincial capitals, in the end, somewhere, somebody should call up and tell us the name of the capital of Canada. It is not one of the provincial capitals. It's a separate capital. And what we want is the vice presidents who have become president, the people who were serving as vice president, and all of a sudden their president, through natural or unnatural causes, was removed. 919-860-9783. Brittany, do we have any callers yet? Not yet, Tom. Okay, Brittany is our producer, and she has to whisper in my ear uh, exactly what we have uh, vis-a-vis the situation uh, of how many callers we have. But we need you to to uh, participate so that we will have answers to our questions, and so we, you and I will have the opportunity to talk. One of the reasons I enjoy doing this program is that in this time in which many of us have spent some time quarantined, and have not had a, a, much of a life of sociability, we can at least talk to each other. And I have two or three friends that I call kind of routinely on the telephone or hope that they will call me. And I have lots and lots of radio friends who I hope will call me when the opportunity presents itself on WPTF. Uh, among the other questions that we're going to have, us have tonight is I'm going to name some books. I'm trying something different. I'm trying to try different things. Both of the things we've had before, uh, the Canadian provincial capitals, the vice presidents who became presidents, have never been done before on this program. And another one that's never been done, and this is a little bit literary. And when I've tried to do literary things in the past, like famous quotations and so on, it hasn't done all that well. But I've thrown down the gauntlet now. I want our audience to step up, as the, as the athletes would say, to come come forward and do your bit. I'm going to tell you three books, and when you call, you have to tell me the three authors of these books when you get to when your turn comes. If you don't choose to do the Canadian provincial capitals or the other things that we have waiting at that particular time, for instance, such as the vice president who are have assumed office. So I'm going to tell you three books. Let's see if you can tell me the authors of these books, a little bit of a literary history. The three books 
and these are pretty simple, so somebody ought, be, ought to be able to get them. One of them is The Last of the Mohicans. Who, who wrote that? Then you would tell me who wrote Moby Dick. That's an easy one. And then who wrote The Scarlet Letter? That's our literary quiz for tonight. We've got provincial capitals, and we've got uh, vice presidents who became president on the Friday Night Trivia on the Tom Kearney Show. And we'll be back. Uh, you can queue up. That is, the British, as the British would say. In America, we'd say get in line uh, by dialing the, uh, the, the number, and uh, uh, we'll take your answers right after this. Nine nineteen at WPTF, the Tom Kearney Show for Friday night. I forgot to tell you, in case you needed to check your calendar, or in case you didn't have a calendar, it's February the 26th, and it's our Friday night trivia show, which is a potpourri trivia show, which is what we've been doing for about the last month. So we hope to have a Can You Name That Song show coming up here in a week or two. But in the meantime, one of our radio family has volunteered to step forth and eliminate one of our questions. Todd, how are you this evening? I'm doing just fine, Tom. How about you? I'm doing fine. I, can't, I really can't complain. It's been a little damp here today, but, well, we didn't really need the rain, but there it was. What could we do about it? That's true. <laughs> so, but I think it's supposed to dry off a little over the weekend and be, you know, be fairly warm on Sunday. So there's the weather report. Now, which question are you going to take? Well, your question about the vice president's uh, that uh, uh, took office after um, three of the presidents either died from natural causes or from assassination. Wait a minute, I need to change one thing. It's not three, it's eight. Right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to name three. You're going to, okay, okay, I got you. I just want right. to make sure. But okay. the, uh, the first one would be uh, Andrew Johnson, who... Uh, succeeded Abraham Lincoln after he passed away, and of course Andrew Johnson is a native of North Carolina. Right, born right downtown Raleigh, as a matter of fact. That's right. That's right. Although when he was elected, he was from Tennessee at that time. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, then um, Harry Truman uh, succeeded Franklin Delano Roosevelt after he passed away in the office. Right. And then we have uh, Lyndon uh, Johnson who succeeded uh, John F. Kennedy. Okay. You you got you got three of them. That leaves us with five. And uh, the three that you named, two of them were vice presidents who replaced assassinated presidents, and the other one died of natural causes, I believe, which was yes. Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah. Okay. You've done good. You don't want to take a shot at the other five? No, no. Like I said, just my my memory just uh, revolves around those three because those are, those are the ones I'm more familiar with. Okay. Well, we'll let somebody else come along and we'll build an answer. But and, and, there you and go. actually, I kind of like that in a way because we're doing it. It's kind of a community effort, and everybody gets together. Well, thank you for calling tonight. It's all. Always good to hear your voice, and uh, have a nice weekend, okay? Well, I appreciate it, Tom. It's always good to talk to you, so you take care of yourself, and uh, okay. we'll catch you next time around. Okay, thank you. That's Todd, who is uh, lives in Moore County. And I, we didn't talk about that, but usually we, a lot of times we make reference to that. And uh, But he is one of our longest-running callers, not the longest, but one of the longest. We have been doing this about 30 years, a little over 30 years, as a matter of fact. 
a guy who can be counted on to dial us up on Friday night because he likes trivia and is well instructed along those lines. Is uh, Anthony from Broadway? Anthony, good evening. Hey Tom, what's going on? I don't know. I have to wait for WPTF News to come on to find out what's going on. <laughs> That's too funny. And I recommend that to you, too. So. Uh, you uh, will be a stand-up comic when you're not doing radio. Well, I hope so. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't be very good at it, but uh, it would be fun to try it one time, I think. Which question are you going to answer tonight? Well, from one radio person to another, I'm going to pick up where Todd left off. Let's call, that a Harrison, Let's call that a segue, okay? Uh, William Henry Harrison, when he died, John Tyler took the job of being president. And then Zachary Taylor, when he died, Millard Fillmore took the job of being president. Well, now, stop for just a moment. Number, number one number one thing is that Millard Fillmore, Johnny Carson, you remember him when he was on. You're old enough to remember him. He I used do. to make fun of Millard Fillmore. He just sort of liked that name, and he said, you know, he would get on, uh, get on a certain name and make make a lot of it. And he, Miller Fillmore was one of his favorite ones to to pick up. But yes, he took over when Zachary Taylor uh, left us. There you go. So you've got two. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna skip over uh, Lincoln because Todd got that one. Uh, James Garfield, when he uh, was shot, uh, Chester A. Arthur became president. The funny thing about that was. Charlie Gitto, when he shot Garfield, yelled out, I'm a stalwart, and Arthur is president now. (laughs) Well, he he had uh, applied, I think, to Garfield for a job, and one of the things that 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 election turned on was they were dealing with the question of patronage. People work for political parties, and you're an old teacher. In fact, you may have taught history as far as I know. I do. One of the old... Topics that uh, went on in party politics in those days is you worked for a party with the anticipation that they would give you a job, and uh, as soon as the election was over, all those who had, you know, supported the winning candidate lined up to get get appointments and so on. And one of the things they were trying to do, and they finally were able to do it, they were able to pass a law requiring a civil service exam for people to take an exam and to be appointed. Uh, somehow on the basis of uh, nonpartisanship and so on. And, but, but Arthur had been a great proponent of patronage, and, but he actually conducted himself with a, in a fairly balanced fashion. And, and another thing that's interesting to know about him is he's one of the nattiest dressers of anybody who was ever president, although he was really a fairly large man and a little bit overweight, I think. So, But I'm sorry, I'm just showing well, those, off a little bit. those that don't know anything uh, too heavy about history, uh, that system you were talking about before civil service was called the spoil system, and of course, there you go. to the winner went the spoils. To and the if winner. you were exactly. a Democrat and you won, uh, you expected to get a job. If you were a Republican, it worked that way too. You expected to get a job, but uh, civil service, you took a test, and that determined your qualifications. If you couldn't pass the test, you didn't get the job. If you passed it, you might get the job. When there were a lot of tax collectors and post office employees, postal inspectors, you know, that all that stuff was uh, was a part of the political system. And this was the there was was a beginning of some reform efforts that ultimately would be called the progressive movement uh, to to reform things. But uh, and in, in fact, I think the the reform law passed while Arthur was president. So Gateau did not give. Uh, 
did not get to Garfield did not give his life in vain. But uh, right, maybe maybe well, Gateau would have been able to get a job too. You've you've had a great segue there because another president that uh, died in office was William McKinley, and of course uh, Teddy Roosevelt, who was a progressive, right. uh, took over that job. And then of course the uh, the last guy was um, oh shoot uh, Harding. Uh, he died, and Calvin Coolidge, a man of very few words, uh, became president. I think when he was asked to, uh, when he was uh, in 18, uh, no, 1928, they asked him, was he going to run again? His answer to the press, no. And he kept right on walking along. So that was. <laughs> you uh, know, they think, they think now that he really meant yes, but nobody was, they, they didn't get the hint, <laughs> if you know what I mean. That happened exactly. sometimes. But, yeah. uh, yeah, but you got that. So let's see. I'm going to have to do a little scribbling on my paper here to see who's left because we've already had Roosevelt and we've already had uh, Kennedy. Have we got them all? Well, I think we've we got them all, all. I think. I, I believe we do have them all. Well, you've done good, and uh, I will thank you for joining us tonight. We've got one more caller, and I think I'm going to try to slip him in before the news here. But Anthony, all right, Tom, you, you have a good one. Stay dry. You too, and take care. All right? Okay, now. Mm-hmm. Bye. Anthony, one of the members of our radio family, and another one is waiting in the wings. I think this is Joe. Joe, good evening. You're on WPTF. Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing doing well, yeah. and I'm trying to do good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, I was going to take the one on the uh, capital of Canada. Okay. The capital of Canada is what? Ottawa. Ottawa. Now. Yeah. Do you know, I, I don't want you to take them all, but do you know any provincial? Well, I've named out three. Do you know British Columbia, Alberta, or Saskatchewan? Do you know what the capital of any one of those is? I, I have no idea. <laughs> all right. Well, that's your homework assignment there. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'll check on that tomorrow when I get to the computer. All right. The only reason I knew Ottawa is we, we were up there in the 60s to a, a uh, national convention. Right. Or I guess it's been an international convention since we crossed the border. And it's it's actually in Ontario, the, the same the same. But I'm not going to say what the capital. I was about to say it, and I'm I've got to leave it for my callers to get get all is, the. Is it Toronto yeah, or not? Toronto is the capital of Ontario. Uh, right? Okay, all right. Uh, and, we, but Ottawa is in Ontario. The capital yeah, is much yeah. is much further north. And they also have a hockey team, and they would show up occasionally to play teams like. The Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, oh, oh yeah, they've been out here several times. Well, Joe, I'm going to let you go because we're sneaking up on the news now. But it's always good to hear familiar voices and to know that you're still there. Okay. okay good talking with you, Tom. Have a good evening. You too. Take care. Uh huh. Bye bye. WPTF, the Tom Kearney Show. We're going to have more trivia following a check of the news. Nine thirty-five at WPTF Radio. Tom Kearney here with the Friday night version of the Tom Kearney Show, which, uh, as usual, is a trivia show designed to kind of lighten things up a little bit and be glad that we've made it through another week. It's at this point we usually do a little promoing too, and I will remind you that uh, Monday night, Nick Petro of the National Weather Service will be here, and we'll talk about the weather in general and specifically about uh, preparations and recognition of what goes on during severe weather during the springtime. And so uh, that will be March, let's see, I think it's March 1st. Uh, maybe it's March 2nd. It's March 2nd, I think. And, but in any event, we will be, uh, the, the the weather people 
uh, run their spring, begins on March 1st and runs through the 1st of June, which is when summer begins and hurricane season begins. But we, in the spring, we usually have uh, uh, bad thunderstorms, lightning, and things like that that one needs to take account of. And it's always good to talk about the weather. Tuesday night, my brother, Stephen, will be here, and we're going to be talking about for March, which is uh, Women's Week, uh, the more the greater inclusion of female persons in the broadcasting industry, and particularly in management and things like that, and, and out front. Actually, we're going to do it with regard to movies on this Tuesday night. And next Tuesday night, we will do the broadcasting part. And on Wednesday night, uh, Austin uh, Maddox will be here from Maddox Stamps and Coins. That's uh, Wednesday night. But tonight, Potpourri Trivia, our producer, Brittany, tells me that Clay from Raleigh is on the line. Clay, good evening. Which question do you want to answer? Well, Brother Tom, happy Friday to you, Brother. Um, actually, you know what? I usually introduce myself as Clay, and especially, I said, on a rainy day, you can call me Mud. So tonight you can call me Mud because it is raining. Well, I'm not going to do that, but I realize that I could just pretend that you were related to Roger Mudd, who used to be a CBS newscaster or... Well, anyway, how are you, brother? How, how are things with you this evening? Uh, they are fine. They are Amen. Fine. Well, I'm going to take a swing um, at the presidential, at the vice presidential into the presidential thing. I can tell you that there were a total of nine. Um, there were eight by death and one by resignation. Um, okay, now, somebody's actually done the eight by, by death uh, and so on. Well, you, you knew there was one by resignation, right? I did, and I decided not to include it, but why don't... We do that, and let's see if you're set. Okay. How many of us um, set? I don't comes... believe that the other people that called in got. I know one of them got one of them, so I'm like, okay, that rules out the ones that I've got. That rules out the ones that I was thinking about. But my first one that I came out in um, alphabetical order from Z to A is uh, Mr. Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. And then what president did he? Well, hold on now. What president did he relieve? What president had to die for him to become? Oh, wait a minute! I didn't write that down. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll let you off the hook on that. Okay. Well, um, I'm. I usually try to stay away from hooks. Okay. Um, Then there was um, Vice President Ford, who became president uh, President Ford because of resignation. And then and, there was but we've only had one president to resign, so that shouldn't be too hard to come up with. Right, and that was uh, how uh, President Ford, be- uh, Vice President Ford, became vice uh, became president because of resignation. Hold and, on, hold on, hold on! I want to ask you something. Yes, what sir. was unusual about Gerald Ford being the vice president? Um. Okay, wait a minute. I would have to go back and really, really think. Um, okay, I, I won't. I'm not trying to trick you. I, I, oh no, you're uh, fine. Well, let me just I, let me just say he had not been elected vice president. He had been appointed vice president. Spiro Agnew had been elected, but he had to resign, so they had to come right. up with another. Okay, one. So, okay, right. Yeah. Okay, then there was Mr. Calvin Coolidge. Right. And I don't believe anybody got him either. Uh, actually, somebody did, but you tell me your version of the story so I can hear. Well, you know, I I, I look at it as like. My, uh, I've tried to get names that, you know, because I know there are people that have been in this world quite a bit longer than I have, but I try to get certain names that stick out to me, um, as in, like, I know that 
you know, Roosevelt, there was a movie about him, and uh, it was a very interesting movie because of his, what was going on with his life. And so that's why I chose that name. And then, of course, you know, um, I wrote down um, Lyndon B. Johnson because um, Johnson is a very popular name um, with many people. And then, of course, I wrote down Ford, and we know what Ford stands for. Okay, Um, but how did Johnson get to be president? I didn't take the time to research that. Okay, well, uh, that's when President Kennedy was assassinated. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, now, I'm... Yeah, and that's a a day I'll never forget either, because I was really young when that happened. Right, I was younger. I wasn't really young, but I was younger. I'm going to stop you now, because we've already done these. And uh, we need to to move on and see if we can get some new callers. But I can tell you're on the case, okay? And thank you for joining us tonight, Clay. Well, well, brother, I just want to say thank you for doing your job. Um, It's a blessing to know that you do things like this. And I know it throws some people like, oh, you're making them think. But you know what? It's a a God-given blessing that you do this. So just thank you so much. And uh, you have a wonderful evening. We'll look forward to seeing what you're going to do again the first part of the week. Okay. Thanks, Clay. Yes, Take sir. care. Stay yes, dry. Sir. Okay. And that's uh, how it goes on WPTF, where it's 941. Our telephone number is our area code, which is 919. And the number is 860-9783 to call if you want to answer one of our questions. 9783 uh, works out to be WPTF if you have letters on your telephone. We have retired uh, the thing that uh, Clay was working on there, and that is we had... Uh, the vice presidents, I had asked that for the names of the vice presidents who had assumed office when the, the eight presidents had uh, died in office either of natural causes or, uh, in the case of four of them, unnatural causes, in, in the case of assassination of Lincoln, McKinley, and uh, I've got to make sure I get them all now, Lincoln, McKinley, uh, and uh, Johnson, and I'm missing one. I'm having to do this off the top of my head, but but we'll... We'll come up with oh Garfield, who was back earlier, and when Chester Allen Arthur became president. So we, we've we've fairly well done that question in now. We know what the capital of Canada is. We decided we would look for the capitals as we had looked for the capitals of the various states. This this night we would look for the capitals of the provinces. And uh, Mr. Williams got the, the capital of Canada, which is the equivalent of Washington D.C., and that's Ottawa. But we don't have the capital of any of the provinces yet, and I had given three as a as a beginning sample, and that is British Columbia, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. And uh, well, what we'll do is just run across the map. We did get the capital of Ontario in a kind of a roundabout way, and that is Toronto. But we don't have the capital of Manitoba or of Quebec, and then we can tie the maritime provinces. If you know any of those, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. And we decided to add a little bit of a literary twist uh, to our show tonight. And I'm going to tell you, as I did recently on this program, the name of three books. And I want you to tell me, they're American books, I want you to tell me who the authors of these books were. They're the kind of things that you would have run into as you progressed through the school system. One of them is The Last of the Mohicans. Two is Moby Dick. And three is... The Scarlet Letter. Tell me the author of those books. There's a little bit of kind of literary trivia for for you tonight. Uh, Brittany, do we have any callers at this point? No, no callers yet. 
Okay, that's fine. We'll, we have a place then right here, a perfect place for people to line up. Uh, and then we, you, they can do that by calling 919-860-9783. And to answer those questions that I just run, ran through, we'll be waiting to get them right after this. Nine forty-seven at WPTF. We're having another good trivia game on this Friday night. It's Friday night, February twenty-six. We're almost through two months. Uh, something to remember about March is that uh, the days uh, are the same as they are in February, and that is, if uh, if uh, March, if February fourteenth was uh, on a Sunday, March fourteenth will be on a Sunday, because of the fact that February is twenty-eight. Days long. That's always kind of a neat thing because I usually carry my calendar in my head, and if I can find a few dates to relate to, things work out a lot better. We need to go back to the telephone now. And uh, is it Earl that we have first here, Brittany? Yes, Earl from Durham. Earl from Durham. Earl, good evening. You're on WPTF. Hello. <laughs> what do you know tonight, Earl? I want to do the literary segment. Okay, go for it. The Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Uh, okay, that that's correct. Okay. Moby Dick, Herman Melville. And we've got a third one, which is The uh, Last of the Mohicans. James Fenimore Cooper. Pardon me? James Fenimore Cooper. James Fenimore Cooper. You got it. Well, maybe I should introduce the literary thing as a regular feature. Are you the gentleman that called me a couple of weeks ago when we were uh, talking about Cicely Tyson? Yes, and I was—I don't know why I didn't do the Boston thing. I have been on uh, on the hill in Boston, so I, don't know, I feel so ashamed. Yes, uh, we were talking about Cicely Tyson and uh, capitals. Mm-hmm. Well, now let let me ask you one other question, then we'll move on because we've got two other callers, and they've called right at the end of the show. Are you a reader? Do you read like uh, yes, things like? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. Tell me your favorite book, and then we'll we'll get out of here. I don't think I have a favorite. Uh, I like Madame Bovary. Madame Bovary. <laughs> okay, tell me the author of that. He's a Frenchman, I know. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, uh, Gustave Flaubert. Flaubert. There you go. Well, we have got some literary folks in our audience. That's good. Earl, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, Brittany, who do we have up now? We have Daniel from Rocky Mount. Daniel from Rocky Mount. Okay. Hey. Good um, evening. Good evening. Over there, straddling the line between Nash and Pitchcomb counties. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to thank you for that question, and that last caller uh, answered the questions I had. Um, I can only add a little bit to uh, maybe some trivia about Nathaniel Hawthorne and Melville. You know, a lot of people don't know that. Um, I got to give kudos to that last caller because. Madame Bovary is a fantastic book, and that's Good. probably uh, one of the best answers to what is your favorite book, because that's a that's a great book to have as a favorite book. Well, let um, me. Why, like, why don't we do this? We could do what you want to do, or this. Your choice. I'm gonna give you three um, more books and see if you can name them. Let's do it. It's the, I'm gonna give you the title of the book and you name the author. Huckleberry Finn. Okay. Mark Huckleberry Twain. Finn. Mark Twain. And what was that was a that was a nom de plume, uh, his pen name. What was his real name? Samuel Clemens. Very, my, very good. Mrs. Kearney got that one right at the supper table. I try out the questions on her sometimes. <laughs> uh, uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, Washington Irving. 
very good. That was one that I thought nobody would get. And this one, Uncle Tom's Cabin. That is by Harriet Beecher Stowe. Right. And she had a famous brother, Henry Ward Beecher, who was a, a preacher and an abolitionist. And you know the story probably, and then we'll, we'll need to go on because we've got one more caller that that uh, Mr. Lincoln went over to, uh, to stand beside her at a party and put his arm around her and said, Ah, you're the little lady who started this war because uh, uh, the Uncle Tom's Cabin, of course, had a great deal of influence with uh, uh, wanting to uh, abolish slavery. You probably knew that already, though. It is a it is a wonderful book. Um, but before I get off, I just wanted to say that you know to tie a couple of knots together. Since I am a lover of uh, Melville, particularly, uh, he inscribed Moby Dick too. Nathaniel Hawthorne, and some people don't know that they um, had a uh, a great you know uh, relationship, and um, Nathaniel inspired, um, I guess, uh, Melville to take that plunge and to make something such a you know such a, a different book that is Moby Dick. Right, and Hawthorne, they were very good friends, and Hawthorne was a good friend of uh, Franklin Pierce, who was president too. In fact, he he had a job in the administration, so we, we were. The world has gotten real small in that time period. You know, the people are walking. You could walk down the streets of certain certain towns and run into a lot of famous people. Have you read Moby Dick? I have. I've. Um, I'm. I'm going actually through the catalog. It's kind of funny of uh, Melville right now, and I've. Uh, I started with Moby Dick, and I've actually gone to the beginning and his first few novels, Typee, Omu, are. Um, he's a. Uh, He's a one of a kind, and um, that's, those are all. I, I knew that. I just learned about the Franklin Pierce um, connection to Hawthorne just a few weeks ago, which is uh, really interesting. Well, you might enjoy a, a short story called Bartleby the Scrivener. It's it will confuse you, but uh, but it's worth reading. So, oh, you're you're singing to the Melbourne. choir. It's singing to the choir is one of my favorite stories. Uh, okay, okay, fine. Thank Bye. you so much for calling us from Rocky Mountain. Hope Thank you join you. us again sometime. Have a good night. You too. And we've got one more call, and it's from a caller in Raleigh. Good evening, caller in Raleigh. Yeah, good Henry, evening. This is Henry, I believe. That's yeah, right. this is Henry. Yes, sir, Tom. Uh, well, you know, well, those Henry. two guys shot me down. The literary um, questions were the ones I was going to answer, but uh, have you got anything else? I can give you some other literary questions, or I was going to ask this. I may save this, but next week or sometime... Eleven Americans have gotten the Nobel Prize for Literature. Do you have any idea who any of them are? Could you name one of them? For literature? The Nobel Prize for Literature, an international prize. Eleven Americans have gotten the prize over the years since 1900. The only one that jumps out in my brain right now is maybe to guess Willa Kather. She did not get it, as a matter of fact. All right, we blew that one. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all right. Okay, let's try this. I'm trying to read my own handwriting, and that's the the real problem here. Who uh, wrote The Great Gatsby? That was F. Scott Fitzgerald. Okay, F. Scott Fitzgerald, that's right. Leaves of Grass. Walt Whitman. And uh, The Grapes of Wrath. Pearl F. Buck. No, no, not Pearl. It was actually written by John Steinbeck, who is one of I'm those. I'm sorry, who... I'm sorry, I messed up that one, I'm sorry. John, no, that's all right. John Steinbeck is one of the ones who's on the list to receive the Nobel Prize. But that's going to be a question the next time we do this. And so I hope people will, will do their homework. We, it's just about time for us to go. 
Henry. So I'm glad that you called tonight. We've talked several times recently, and I hope you will tune in whenever you can and get here tonight when somebody doesn't steal your thunder. But uh, Thank have you, a good sir. week. Good night, Tom. Okay. Monday night, we're going to talk about the weather. Tuesday night, about women in uh, uh, the movies and in, 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 uh, participation in producing and writing and directing movies. And uh, uh, Wednesday night next week, we're going to talk about stamps and coins. In the meantime, it's about time for our signature song to let us go. We'll talk to you again Monday following the news. Thank you for your time. Oh, you've been so much more than kind. You can keep it done.